Welcome to Mike's Take, an informed and opinionated view of the world of sport. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Mike's Take and today we are talking a cricket, Zimbabwe cricket. Now defeat for Zimbabwe in the one-off test versus Bangladesh has come as a timely reminder of the defects and deficiencies at Zimbabwe cricket. The Chevrons suffered a crushing defeat to the Tigers, losing by an innings and 106 runs. Now while the two test series which we played versus Sri Lanka barely a month ago may have offered hope for local cricket fans, it was nothing but a false dawn and most broad conclusions that were drawn are being proved to be largely false and at best questionable as they were based on a limited body of work. The likes of Mashaure and Kasuza who looked like they belonged versus Sri Lanka have looked quite simply out of their depth on the subcontinent. Mashaure may point to a half century in Zimbabwe's first innings where he made 64 but it was a battling performance and one he couldn't repeat in the second innings where he was one of two wickets to fall in the first over. His opening partner Kevin Kasuza did not fare better. In fact, he was worse. He made just two runs from 24 balls he faced in the first innings and even being moved down the order to come in at number four failed to change his fortunes as he was dismissed for 10 in the second innings. But scrutiny shouldn't just be at the top. Mashaure and Kasuza can point to their relative inexperience in mitigation, but the same won't do for the experienced middle-order duo of former skipper Brendan Taylor and Sikandar Raza. Taylor went for 10 and 21 respectively, with Raza marginally better with scores of 18 and 37. Their contributions falling far short of expectations and their performances way below their pedigree. When the Chevrons needed character and application, the pair buckled under the pressure of expectation. Only stand-in skipper Craig Irvine can walk away with any merit after he scored a century in the first innings and fell a few runs short of a half-century in the second. His wicket queuing wild celebrations by Bangladesh as they knew that with him went the hopes of an unlikely fight back. In both innings, the tail did not wag. Six wickets fell for just 60 runs to close Zimbabwe's first innings and a similar story in the second innings with the final five wickets falling for a similar score. The Indian subcontinent is a testing place to tour under the best of times and even for the best of players. Bangladesh have over the last decade shown that they can hold their own and pose a meaningful threat for even the most established test nations when playing on home soil. Be that as it may, Zimbabwe's defeat came more from the Chevron's inadequacy than the Tigers' brilliance. Our batsmen lacked the application and skill in a match in which we won the toss and got first use of a deck that initially offered very little assistance to the bowlers as Bangladesh showed when they scored 560 runs for the loss of just six wickets in their first and only innings. Our seam bowlers lacked the necessary bite and variations needed and opting to tackle the Tigers without any specialist spinner in their own backyard proved a foolish decision by the selectors. I caught up with former Zimbabwe cricketer Dirk Fulhoun to find out his thoughts on that glaring selection omission. I think that's probably the main reason. I think uh, going to the subcontinent and not having a specialist is going to be your first challenge regardless of who you're playing for five days to try and uh, bowl a whole set of seamers and part-time spinners is going to be tough. Having said that, I don't know if Zimbabwe actually have a solution for that because as far as I'm aware, they don't really have 
any frontline spinners that put their hands up uh, for selection, and that's something that they're going to have to look at. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the fact that they've uh, lost and uh, it's finished, they'll learn lessons, and it's back to the drawing board. But maybe something that they need to seriously consider is how do they get that frontline spinner, regardless of where they play in the world. Your spinners always play a part in test matches, but even worse uh, on the subcontinent. The other factor would be the fact that they probably had a very inexperienced batting lineup. Brennan Taylor didn't come to the party. Yes, Craig Irvin got 100. You got Sakinda Raza, but no Sean Williams. And, and quite a few guys that are, are playing a, a very few games of test matches being thrust into a game against uh, Bangladesh. Um, to be honest, without being negative, it was always going to be tough for Zimbabwe. And uh, I'm, I'm not overly surprised that they struggled um, because it is tough in the subcontinent and they were going to struggle. So, in the words of Dek Fuyun, it's back to the drawing board for Zimbabwe cricket. The one thing that's glaringly obvious is that Zimbabwe cricket is going nowhere. It's always one step forward, two steps back. At one moment, optimism abounds and in the next, it dissipates as quickly as it came. Our success always fleeting as we are unable to consolidate or build on any of the few bright moments that come our way. We just don't have the formula for sustained success, which is what's needed at this level. Consistent individual performances, consistency with both bat and ball, consistency in the field, consistency from session to session, consistency over five days, consistency home and away. Now there's a reason why our performances are up and down and have been for a decade now. The system is broken. What do I mean? Zimbabwe cricket is a dysfunctional system that's producing half-baked cricketers. Lots of promising young cricketers are finding themselves transitioning from schoolboy cricket to first-class cricket without undergoing the necessary fine-tuning and development they'd undergo in a nation with proper cricketing structures and systems. Let's take the example of Wesley Madeverim, who made his first-class debut recently after his exploits at the ICC Under-19 Cricket World Cup. While the move has been applauded in most circles, the truth is we're just short-circuiting Madeira's progress, catapulting him to elite level before he's actually ready. The question that needs to be asked is, would he be making his first-class debut in any of the other test-playing nations? The answer is probably no. And if it's no, why should we settle for a half-baked product? Leave it in the oven. It's not a slight on the boy's ability, believe me. I respect him and I think he's a bright young spark. Madevere is talented, but he's just not ready. But the problem in Zimbabwe is we don't have the structures nor the technical expertise to horn his talent and turn him into a world-class cricketer. And so, because of Zimbabwe cricket's failure to come up with fruitful development strategies, we've constantly had to recycle failed cricketers or, in the case of Madevere, fast-track youngsters who haven't developed the technique, mental aptitude or physique to meet the rigors of international cricket. And at the highest level, those inadequacies will be ruthlessly exploited. In this just-ended match, Zimbabwe went with a largely inexperienced bowling lineup. For example, Charlton Chuma was playing his first game, Victor Nyauchu was playing his third test match, Ainsley Lovu has played only a handful of games. We are throwing in these lads into the deep end without the skills to stay afloat and certainly without the capacity to stave off the flood of runs that came their way when Bangladesh hit their stride with the bat. My advice is simple. Get the system right. Build the structures. Invest in facilities and human resources with the technical know-how and build. 
brick upon brick until the edifice that is Zimbabwe cricket stands strong and resilient. We cannot continue to produce half-baked cricketers. That's my take. Mike's Take Thanks for listening and don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to Mike's Take and to tell somebody. Don't forget, you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Madoda or catch him every weekday on ZFM Sports.